Okay, so we are here today with my very first podcast guest, Laura Jessica Walker. Laura is a happy coach from England, and uh, we're very excited just to learn more about what she does and um, find out exactly what a happy coach is. So Laura, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to be here with you. Great. So uh, I read a little bit about your bio. And it sounds like you are a former co-founder and CEO of a very successful business. As you were growing that business and making it successful, it took a toll on your mental health and you dealt with a lot of stress and everything. So you've made some great changes and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But um, can you just tell me what is a happy coach? I think a lot of people would like to know that. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I don't know if I made it up, <laughs> but <laughs> essentially a happy coach is and it's really interesting how I introduce myself in terms of who I'm speaking to so I either use the term happy coach or I use burnout coach just depending and and to me a happy coach is around is helping people to find their joy and live aligned to that so in terms of how I work it's like I'm opening this book of who is this person? What is it that brings them absolute joy? And then helping them to get to it. Because I think we lose that as certainly as we go through life and we have different roles, don't we, as, as parents and as whatever we are, employers or, or employees, or, you know, we have all these roles, taxi driver, nurse, you know, all those things that, you know, carer of parents also as we get older. And it's sometimes we just lose who we are. And so for me, happy coach kind of embodied that. And it also re really makes people smile when I say, hello, I'm Laura and I'm a happy coach. Some people think I might be a clown or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. And I, when I hear happy coach, it also makes me feel, I mean, I like, I want to know this person. I want to learn how to be happier. So it's, it instantly resonates with you. Um, so, so you do help people to discover what makes them happy because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of times we, like you said, we forget our own happiness. We kind of prioritize other things. And then we realize down the road that we have been neglecting, you know, the things that, that make us light up inside. So what are some ways that you help people to explore and discover what brings them joy? So I think one of the, one of the things that I really notice is that I work a lot with people who are heart led. So they're in business but their business isn't necessarily all about the bottom line their business is about creating change and that's my background as well as having having started a social enterprise and what I found was that people who are heart-led very often neglect themselves so um that's kind of what happens and then <laughs> and then in neglecting themselves they neglect to remember what it is that lights them up so one of the ways that I will do that is get them to really think about their childhoods and obviously not all childhoods were wonderful that's for sure but most of us have played as children right and really understood what it is to kind of lose yourself and lose time in just doing something purely for joy um so what I try and do with my clients is investigate that uh their smaller self they're, they're in a child if you like what was it that you did as a child you know what what did you spend hours doing and although it's not a case of immediately saying okay so you liked skateboarding so I tell you what <laughs> we'll start skateboarding again it's not really about that it's more about getting in touch with that feeling of what that felt like to be completely lost in 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 a place of play um 
and then we'll start having a conversation about you know what have you you know what are you curious about I think curiosity is such a such an important part of being human and uh, if we're not being curious if we're not exploring different things and playing then um, there's a there's a big bit missing I think yeah yeah I think that sounds that sounds about right um yeah, I see it a lot with people and to tie that to burnout since you're also a burnout coach what what are some signs that you often see with people who are experiencing burnout even if they don't necessarily recognize it in themselves yet but what are some common signs that you see of burnout yeah so things like being snappy so um being very quick to um maybe shout at the children if they've got kids or partners or, or whatever or colleagues even um not being able to the, that overwhelm where they don't feel like they're getting anything done so what tends to happen is they're trying to do six or seven or maybe more different tasks and so what they end up doing is trying to do all of them and when we do that we only take um a project to the point where it gets difficult <laughs> so it's like you've got loads of things on your list to do and then you'll get as far as oh this is a bit hard now I'm going to pick up the other thing so what happens is that you're doing lots and lots of different things so you feel incredibly busy but you're not getting anywhere really so there's that feeling of not being productive and that's what I hear a lot is I'm really unproductive I'm I'm being snappy with the people that I love a lot of people say like I'm not really liking myself at the moment I like I don't like the person that I've become um all of that to me is these alarm bells ringing about like these red flags are going up because they're all indicators of burnout obviously feeling exhausted so waking up in the morning and feeling like you've already done a day's work before you even get to your desk is another thing um and uh, I mean there's lots but but some of them is sort of feeling really um not passionate about what you're doing even though you might be working in a space that you're really passionate about you just don't feel passionate about your work anymore Okay. Okay. I've, I can recognize in myself, those things at different times in my life, especially the, the part about feeling, uh, you know, unproductive and feel like you're, you're doing a lot of things, but it's not really moving you forward. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely recognize some of those things in myself and others that I've known as well. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I think I, you know, I recognize that in myself as well. And particularly having been been through like a major burnout, I'm really astute <laughs> knowing when I need to slow down myself as well. Sure. And that's a good lead into actually, because you experienced your own sort of burnout during your experience. So can you talk about how that was for you and how it led you into this path? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm really happy to share my experience because actually what, what I've learned is that when I talk about my experience, that's when people say, oh my goodness, okay, I need to do something. Because, so just to kind of give you the picture, I at the time I, I was co-founder of an of a organization which its aim was to help people with dementia to thrive okay so in, and I started at my kitchen table with my sister-in-law it was like one of those you know business built right from the from the ground up um and it was really really difficult it was difficult to get funding it was difficult to you know the actual work was easy but actually finding um finding the funding to be able to provide what we knew in our hearts was needed actually took a huge amount out of both of us um 
And we decided in our infinite wisdom to open a cafe in, in a city centre cafe. Now, we were both nurses. OK, so just to kind of give you a background, neither of us knew anything about even how to use a coffee machine. And we decided because there was some funding available for social enterprises that we would open this cafe in the city centre in Plymouth, in Cornwall and, and um, sorry, in Devon. And we knew nothing about it. And we went straight and we signed a lease for this massive building. We had no idea how we were going to pay for it. Um, and it was like this old shop and we had to have it completely. We had the builders in and we had to make a kitchen and make this amazing space. But we had this vision and the vision pulled us through that we wanted this space where people could come and get support and have a cup of tea and lovely cake. And upstairs they could get everything that they needed um, in terms of support for dementia. And it was the vision that pulled us through. But my goodness, did it take everything of me. Um, so once the cafe was open and it was a real success and it was like everyone celebrating and going, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. You've, you've, you've done this. We won awards for it. We went and did talks about it up and down the country. And I realized that I was totally burnt out. You know, that it had taken everything of me because every it seemed like we just kept hitting walls and then we had to find solutions. We had to chase money. You know, there was one point where we owed the builders so much money and I just didn't know where we were going to get it from. Um, so I was awake all night worrying about it. Just the thing, the thing that it taught me is that everything will always be okay. Right. So, <laughs> and it was, and we managed to find the money at the last hour. We managed to find the money but my goodness, did it take it out of me. And actually, so when my burnout hit, I, if you'd have asked me the day before, I would have said to you, I'm fine. I really would. And I believed that I was fine. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night with a panic attack, which was so frightening. I thought I was having a stroke. I thought something terrible was wrong. And, uh, and then it dawned on me that it was a panic attack. And that was the first of hundreds and hundreds of, of panic attacks and clinical depression. It all hit me all at once. Um, and it was an awful experience. But the thing that I take through and the thing that I tell people is I did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming. Now, in hindsight, it's really easy to say, OK, yeah, you had a lot on your plate, Laura. And I was, you know, pushing through forward on a business. You know, I had kids as well. I was juggling so much. And people were saying to me, do you think you've <laughs> do you think you've taken on too much? And there's some sort of, I don't know, inner hero in you that thinks you could just keep going. And because you keep going, you get this feedback loop of, it seems to me like I'm really resilient. Look, I'm doing all of this, which is at that point, my body was in decline and my brain was certainly in decline, but I didn't know I was living completely on adrenaline. Um, and I was completely in the fight or flight probably for a year. And I don't think I got, you know, I got out of it and it takes its toll. And suddenly your body and your brain go enough. That's enough. You, you can't do it anymore. And, um, yeah. And so I had to stop work, I had to stop and step out of my business for about six months uh, while I recovered. Um, and it was the biggest lesson of my whole entire life. And I learned so much from it, which is why I'm now a burnout coach, because um, I come from a mental health background. I've read all the books, but I hadn't 
I hadn't done the burnout I hadn't done the clinical depression <laughs> and now I put the two together and it gives me this amazing resource because I don't want people to go through that it was horrendous um, and we we can do something about it yeah so it just it took a kind of a disaster situation to make you realize how burned out you actually were yeah, and I've seen that on your I think on your Facebook group and sometimes you can share a I think it's like a quiz where people can take it and it points out how actually, you know, burned out they are. So you're, you're trying to uh, put it in front of their face and just say, you know, take this quiz and let's see how burned out you actually are just to, you know, we can at least prevent it ahead of time or deal with it now if you are in the middle of. Yeah, that's my that's my my passion. It takes three minutes to do that quiz. Um, and it's pretty accurate in terms of looking at how, you know, how you're living at the moment. Is it, you know, are you preventing a burnout or are you heading towards one? But I'd still find it really interesting when I have clients or, or potential clients really who do that quiz and still, <laughs> still carry on. And they're like, oh no, I, I haven't got time. That's what I hear again and again. I don't have time. I don't have time to see a coach. I don't have time to put in strategies to help me and 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 it makes my heart sink when I hear that because I know that if you if you just take even if you can just do five minutes a day that's what I say to people five minutes a day on yourself and get into the habit of that um, it can make such a massive difference sure sure and it's funny I hear the same thing as a, as a sleep coach I hear people you know they talk about how their, their sleep is so bad they'd like to sleep better but they don't have time for to work with a coach and we're just like well <laughs> if, if you don't make a little bit of time to to work on improving things then this is just gonna it's just gonna drag on forever so so even though it's, sometimes it seems like time is just the hardest thing in the world to find I think you know we need to make time for those things that that are that will change our lives basically um, yeah, absolutely. But we will. Uh, so we'll share the, the link to that quiz on the in the show notes, just so people can have, have access to them. Brilliant. Thank you. Sure. Uh, well, so we'll kind of relate this to sleep, since this is also a sleep related podcast, too. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned when you were going through your own kind of burnout experience, you found yourself not being able to sleep during the night and waking up. Um, and when you're working with a lot of your clients on happiness and burnout, do you do you find that a lot of them bring sleep into the conversation and kind of, you know, what does that look like when people? Are yeah, talking? it absolutely does, which is is kind of how we met met in the first place, wasn't it? Because I reached out to you because it really is. And it's something that people talk about a lot. And, and no wonder, because if people are in fight or flight, they're not going to be sleeping. Um, so, yeah, a lot of. A lot of people tell me that they can go to sleep okay, but then they might wake up in the middle of the night. Um, some people, it's the other way around. It's it's that they just cannot get to sleep because they've got thoughts going on and on and on in their mind and they can't, they, they just can't sleep. So yes, and it's really interesting because it isn't my expertise, Seth, which is why I'm really excited to kind of get to know you because it's such a big part of, of, of burnout. It absolutely is, yeah. Sure. And as, as a sleep coach too, I, you know, part of when, when people come to me, they're not sleeping because a lot of times they are stressed, they are burned out, they're, they're not satisfied with the things in their life, you know, their, their job is not serving them. And, and so, you know, as a, as a result of me working with them, sometimes we do have to make those changes and be like, okay, you know, this, this thing is stressing you out. It's, it's not, it's not making you happy. Maybe we need to look into that. So, you know, with you, that's kind of a natural extension too, where, you know, okay, we're, we're, we're burned out. We're not happy. I know somebody who you can, uh, you can chat with. 
Um, so it does it all works together yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's so it's all combined isn't it it's that it's that holistic way of looking isn't it at, at a person and the difficulties that they have but but yeah generally it, it it comes from one thing doesn't it and I I'm really intrigued the more that I work in burnout and the more that I start to take it apart I'm really intrigued by the fact that we tend to have quite a simplistic view about what burnout is, that it's just, you know, we're doing too much. Mm. But actually, there's so much more going on in that, isn't there? And, you know, even if the sleep thing comes first, even if people are not sleeping particularly well, um, then the, that's going to have a knock on effect about how they feel the next day and how, then how they turn up in life. And then that has an effect on on their mood and all of those things. So, yeah, it's all, all combined together, isn't it? It's a big jumble. Yeah. So uh, in my line of work, I work with people who, a lot of people who are kind of looking for a kind of a quick fix, like a, just a quick solution. And so a lot of people turn to sleeping pills. There's, they're looking for just a medication to take this. So, you know, do you notice that with a lot of people you work with that they've kind of turned looking for a quick fix in terms of maybe it's alcohol or, you know, or, or drugs or medication or something that's, you know, they're just looking for something just to make them happy or forget about what they're unhappy about and do you find a lot of that yeah I do and I, I have had clients that are like currently that yeah that for example are using alcohol um yeah not so much sleeping pills necessarily but certainly I'm seeing that sort of self-medication where they're <laughs> they're removing themselves from from the situation so when you for example coming home from work and then pouring a glass of wine and then that glass of wine becomes two or maybe three and then that becomes just the normal like I've got to have that to get through you know to, to relax um so what they're actually doing is they're trying to sort of turn off that fight flight by using alcohol to suppress it um yeah and I and I see that a lot and 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 again in in the work that I do I teach them other ways to turn off fight flight which is far healthier but sometimes that's really difficult then because then they've got a habit that we've got to then break that habit and and actually I don't really believe in breaking the habit we have to find the source what's the reason for it so what why why are we why are we drinking at five o'clock when we get home there's because that's the, because it becomes normalized and it often becomes normalized in families as well so where um both the husband and wife or the, or the couple you know whoever are doing the same thing it's like yeah no, I'll pour you a glass of wine darling you're obviously very stressed so and yeah so we have to unpick all of that very often yeah okay I'm glad to hear that I'm glad to hear you say that because our philosophies are kind of the same about how a lot of times habits or or substances do become just a band-aid. You know, we've got this, we have this problem at the root of it, and we're just going to cover it up with a band-aid or try to sweep it under the rug. So it's, you know, it's really when you can get to that that you start to see progress. So um, so I'm sure your clients find that yeah. they're willing to work through that with you. Yeah, it's interesting because I did have a client who came to me with that issue. This is really early on in my coaching, actually. And, and she came to me and she said, oh, I'm, I know that I'm drinking too much. So I just want to work on that with you. I just want to work. I was like, OK, well, I could, you know, I could I guess I can work as an accountability partner. We can work it out. And what I realized through that whole process is that, is that really was a waste of time because what we should have been doing is digging down into why. Because, you know, it's no good saying, right, we're going to reduce it by a glass or we're going to, you know, because we're not we're not touching the problem at all. So I, I just wouldn't work like that anymore. So when you are when you do happen to work with people in other countries, have you noticed that certain countries seem to have more stress or burnout just from what you've been able to 
It's yeah. really interesting this question because do you know what I haven't I've seen the same I'm seeing the same things no matter where anybody is living that they're, they're experiencing the same things and I, I do sort of feel like it's just it's global now isn't it the way that we work is you know and it you know we're really seeing that and I think from the pandemic as well we're all just so much more connected and yet disconnected there's there's both of those things going on and I think with this connection we are you know we are working all hours aren't we and we're we're all sort of um pushing ourselves harder and I that there's an analogy that I use that I find quite interesting in that when when the vacuum cleaner was invented that you would think that when when we get more and more technology that we're sort of able to um do less and have more time to assess but it it doesn't happen and it didn't happen like the vacuum cleaner was sort of one of the first wasn't it it was bits of technology to help us clean our homes and then and what actually happened was you'd think you know the housewife as she traditionally was then would have loads more time and she could laze around and because she's got a vacuum cleaner so she doesn't have to use a broom anymore and get on her hands and knees but what actually happened was that the standards of cleanliness went up overnight because we could get our houses cleaner so all we did then was create more work <laughs> to, to reach this standard and I just see that all the time in in the way that we're working and it's just not healthy yeah. I do. Speaking of that, I do see that uh, a lot of times technology can present some challenges with sleep. You know, a lot of times we're on our devices later into the night. We are looking at stressful content on the devices, um, kind of just doing things that can make sleep more challenging. So in terms of, you know, just affecting your happiness or or your mood or things like that, what, what do you see a lot of times with clients about, you know, how is technology um, affecting their overall happiness levels? Mm, it's just it's so it's just it's in every day isn't it in every hour you know people on their phones scrolling I say people myself as well and it's that you know the, the dopamine hit isn't it my 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 son my 17 year old son is is really passionate about this in terms of how he's seeing his peer group just constantly <laughs> on screens and it's not just their peer group it's all of us um and you're right. And we've got we've got news coming us at us 24 seven. And it's not good news, is it? You know, it's 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 designed to sort of get our attention and tell us how terrible everything is in the world. And, uh, you know, what well, I'd love for that to change. I'd love for there to be, you know, for every bad news story, they have to tell a good one because they're out there, aren't they? The good news stories are out there. And I know that from my work in dementia, as I said, you know, helping people to thrive. One of the things that we would always do is do a news story at the beginning of our sessions. So I would seek out all the good news stories and they are out there. So what I don't understand about technology is it could be so amazing in terms of making us all happy if we were fed all of this great news like this new thing that's been invented or something that's been discovered or you know something that scientists have done or you know a, a, an amazing achievement that somebody ha has done that could be coming into us 24 7 and we'd feel really really different about spending time on our phone but of course we're hardwired as humans to look for the fearful things. And that's where we get that hit, that feeling of, oh, this is interesting. Um, I don't know how you change that because that's human design as well, eh? mm -hmm. <laughs> as well as technology. And you put the two together um, and it just seems to be 
I don't know, it just seems to be so negative. So that's what I see. And I, and, and also clients that I work with that very often get sucked into the Facebook feed and they have to comment and then they find themselves in this whole negative loop of, of commenting and then checking the comments and then getting really angry about it. So I do a lot of work around teasing people off these platforms and using them in a different way. So I believe that we can use these things in a way that can be really positive. So like, for example, Facebook has some amazing communities that you can tap into and, and, and there are positive spaces in there. But if we just passively take things that are thrown at us, then it's not very good for us. Sure. No, I completely agree with that. If you if you would like to start up your own uh, social network, I'll join just based on positivity. <laughs> Um, and people have tried haven't they I think you know you're seeing that people are trying to do it but but these big giants have got it haven't they, they and I you know it's that's a really tricky one they have narrowed down on how people work and how, what they what attracts them I usually I you know, sometimes I'll tell people about the the studies they've done where um, obviously like a lot for a lot of people our phones are the first thing we see in the morning the last thing we see before we go to bed a lot of times we are looking at that negative content and I think I read that if you like if you expose yourself to negative news or something like that, it can put you in a, a negative mood for like four to six hours afterward. So it just wow. lasts, lasts for a long time. Um, so sometimes I, I educate people about that. And then also just, it's, it seems like it's so hard to focus these days. And when you have all these alerts and, and emails and things like that, I've read that it takes you like 20 or 25 minutes to refocus after you're interrupted by something. So if you're being interrupted every one minute by your phone, like how are we ever supposed to focus and be present? So I think when you have those forces pulling at us, it's, um, it's easy to kind of slip into that negativity and feel distracted and we lose that productivity we were talking about because we're unfocused and yeah, it's, it's a tough web to untangle. Yeah, it's kind of like we lose control of our own day, don't we? We sort of give it away. Hmm. We just give our attention to the to those devices. <laughs> so, you know, because, you know, as we coaches, I think a lot of us try to practice what we preach. What are some things that you've implemented in your own life that kind of bring you joy or happiness that you, you know, that have, have helped to put you in a better place? So, so one of the things that I work with my clients with is to have, three non-negotiables that they do every day and I think any more than three is too much we 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 sometimes we're like we're doing really well and we could probably have seven or eight non-negotiables and it'd be great but then we will hit a time a week that's like not as great so I always stick to three because three works <laughs> I've tried it and so I have three as well and I change them so they're not always the same because I tend to get a bit bored. But one of them that generally never changes is the water. So drinking um, three litres of water a day. I don't know what that is in pints, maybe five, five pints of water. I think it's around there. I would have to get a, a conversion calculator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so something around that. Um, so three litres of water a day. And, and that can, I mean, it's such a simple thing to do and it makes such an amazing difference now I used to be terrible at drinking water I, I don't think I ever felt thirsty not unless I was really 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 dehydrated um and and drinking water has completely changed how I turn up in the world because when your brain's hydrated you you know you're on fire you can <laughs> you can you can focus on things you know 
not to mention your skin's amazing you feel better you're much much healthier because you're having water so that's one of the things that I always say it's such a such a simple thing because actually it doesn't take any more time you just have water on your desk or wherever you are or you you, you carry water around with you so it's a really easy one so I do that because I have to practice what I preach because I go on about water so much um so water's one um moving in some way so for me it's yoga I absolutely love yoga so I do um I do yoga not every day though I have to admit so I will do some stretches on the days that I'm not doing yoga so I might do some sun salutations or something um and that but I do like a proper yoga program every three days sorry three times a week um and then oh yeah no I'm just going to stick to three because otherwise I'm going to confuse you because I just realized I had more than three um yeah and the other one is getting in cold water Mm, okay so um I absolutely love getting in cold well I do sometimes I don't love it sometimes I don't want to do it at all and I think that's the whole point Mm -hmm. is that um do the thing that you don't want to do because um because it's good for you and and actually you're you're then practicing your your sort of your mindset and you're practicing your um what am I I've forgotten the word (laughs) but but yeah practicing doing the thing that you don't want to do is um it helps you with focus basically so yeah but but anybody can have any three you can pick three um that that you want to do because you've got to want to do it as well I think that's the other thing even though I don't want to go in the water all the time I do really I do really want to do. I want to achieve that. So, yeah, the cold water thing is something that I, I've heard so much about the benefits. I've I've never been able to actually get myself to do it, but I uh, I'm gonna give it a try. So, what have you noticed for for yourself? What um, what benefits have you seen from doing the cold water? With the cold water, well, I think you know, and I I've come to this really late, right? So I'm what am I? Forty six years old, and bearing in mind that as I said, I used to live in Cyprus in this little island, which was in the Mediterranean and really hot and I could have swum every single day and I didn't when I was younger so and now I you know I've got a freezing cold Atlantic Sea <laughs> I've chosen to do that um and that, so I've only been doing it for the last two years but I it becomes quite addictive I think and the first time that I did it I started on New Year's Day so on the 1st of January it was absolutely freezing and I, and I, I started off just dipping my shoulders under and then coming out. I didn't swim. I just got got wet and then came out again. And what I noticed is that the, my skin was, the whole of my body was just tingling, this amazing feeling of being alive. Um, and from that moment, I was like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. And now, you know, now I'm swimming around. I'm not a great swimmer. I sort of bob around in the water. <laughs> and I always go with someone else. That's really important as well. So you don't go on your own. Um, but yes, and I... I it, I feel so much more awake. I feel much more, I just feel so happy. It, it just makes you happy that I think that's the only thing I can say. It becomes addictive. And there's just where I live, you know, if you'd have, if you'd have gone swimming five years ago, it would have been really rare in the winter to see someone else. But since the pandemic, more, when the swimming pools were shut, more and more people went in the sea. And now it's really busy and it's all middle-aged women like me. <laughs> okay well i think that you've convinced me to give cold water a try so i think you should try it seth i think you'll love it 
Yeah, as I mentioned, we don't have a lot of water here in Colorado, so I might have to just use the bathtub or the... You'll have to get a bath and put some ice in it. Okay. All right, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm a little scared. <laughs> okay. I'll get it. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. <laughs> I <need> that. <laughs> okay. So I guess going back to sleep and kind of tying it together with your with your happy coaching, do you have a tip you can think of that might be helpful both to help people you know, increase their happiness a little bit, but also that could be useful for possibly improving their sleep as well. Do you have a tip that kind of might tie into both worlds? Yeah, I mean, I've got, I suppose I've got a few and I think it's got to be about moving, hasn't it? We've got to move our bodies and exercise and it's just so important. And I know that we hear that all the time. and It's like, I know, but it just works, doesn't it? Just moving your body, you know, whether that's running or, yoga or you know there's so many different ways that we can move our body dancing oh my goodness how wonderful is dancing that's the one because that makes you really incredibly happy putting on some amazing music and I've got a friend who's a fellow coach I love her dearly and she hula hoops every day so she puts music on and then she's like hula hooping and um I love that idea as well so there, there you go there's moving your body and getting happy at the same time Okay, I like that. I like how you tie that together. And yeah, just just scientifically, I mean, they've shown that that movement does help with sleep because because you know it releases the endorphins, so you're in a it, so it increases your mood. It helps with stress relief. It uh, helps your body temperature to regulate itself so that you're more prepared for sleep at night. Uh, what else? Yeah, there's just there's so many benefits to movement that it can only benefit you both in terms of making you feel good and also your sleep as well. So. That's- mm. I like that too. And with my my other old, my hat from my dementia hat, because obviously I've had a career working in that also, there's a lot of evidence, a lot of scientific evidence to show that if we're moving our bodies every day, then we're less likely to, to develop a dementia later on as well. So there's, yeah, there's so many benefits on there. Yeah. I could probably spend the whole podcast on talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about what you do. And so what's next for you? What are you working on that you're excited about? What new things are you looking at? What's what are you excited about? Yeah, well, as I said, I, you know, I'm kind of new to doing this full time. I've coached since I was about 20. <laughs> it's a long time ago. Uh, so because I, I started off as a mental health nurse and um, and part of that was was a coaching course and I just loved it. So and I never wanted to drop it. So I've always coached in, in different capacities. So this is um full time coaching from July, which I am absolutely loving. I'm so excited about getting the lifestyle that I've always wanted. So I worked ridiculous hours in my last um, company, and I've, I've I've handed that over now to my sister, who I sister in law, who I co founded it with, and that's going great guns. It's lovely to step away from something that's been successful, uh, so that feels really good, and. Um, and that allowed me to break through so many of the things that I wanted to do in life. Um, so now it's almost like I'm going back to, I love working one-to-one. I love working in small groups. So I will continue to do that and to develop that. Um, I've started a podcast with my son, which has just been delightful. And it, it wasn't on the cards. It wasn't something that was like, uh, this is what I want to do. It just came out of we we'd been creating some reels together when because I'm on Instagram and, and and I noticed that every time that he joined me on a reel, 
we got ridiculous amount of views, like 17,000 people watching. So we both like looked at each other and said, you know, there's something in our relationship or there's something that's, that, that people want to see. So we thought we'd try a podcast. And um, yeah, and so we released one last week and we've been just bowled over by the um, by the comments. And it's because we talk about his neurodiversity and mental health and positive mindset. And um, so that, is something that I'm really excited at taking forward to because I don't know where it's going to take us but it's just a really wonderful thing so I will keep doing my coaching and um but I've got no big dreams now you know because I've done that I've, I've built the business and I've employed the staff and I've done all that stuff so now for me this next part of my life is to to be able to work from anywhere because I work and that's why I would stick to working on zoom so I can work for anywhere in the world the potential of travel. I'd love to do some traveling. I'd love to come to the States and, and see, you know, I, there's so many places in the world that I'd love to see. Um, so I, so that, I guess that's it. That's the thing that I'm looking for in the horizon is getting that the lifestyle right. Yeah. Well, congratulations on reaching this stage after so much hard work and finally being at that place, like you said, where just you have so many different options available. You really can't pursue what kind of makes you happy, what fits into your lifestyle, more of what you want. And that's that's a good place to be. Um, and your the podcast with your son just it sounds like just a fun thing to do too. Like it's just been so funny. We've spent such a lot of time laughing. And you know, if that's all that comes out of that project, then it's nailed it for me because it's just been wonderful. Okay. Cool. I can't wait to listen to the first episode of that. <laughs> If people want to work with you and they want to, you know, become happier and and relieve burnout and uh, kind of reach a better place, how can people work with you? What's the best place for way for people to connect with you? So you can follow me on pretty much all the platforms. I'm Laura Jessica Walker everywhere. So on Instagram, um, which is uh, it's probably sort of my main place is Instagram and Facebook. I have a Facebook group as well called Sustainable Leadership. So if you are a business owner who is led by their heart, then that's your play. Get in there. That's a place for you to be. Um, we, we just have lots of fun in there. I ask lots of poignant questions. I go live every week as well. So I'll come up with some top tips and um, interview wonderful people like you, Seth, who you're going to be coming on, on one of my happy chats as well. So that's yeah. really wonderful. Yeah, so that's where you find me, Laura Jessica Walker. And it's laurajessicawalker.com as well, I think. Yes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay okay great and i will include links to all of those so that people can find that information and connect with you if they could use it brilliant and do the burnout quiz that's the other that's your call to action do that burnout quiz and see how you know how close you are to burnout i think you know because that's a free quiz it takes three minutes yes okay i recommend that everybody should take that just to see where they're at <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for for taking the time to be here. I was, I'm fascinated by learning more about happiness, happy coach, and uh, I think it fits right in with what I do. So I think there's definitely room for us to team up and make people happier and more well-rested. I'd love that. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, thank you so much and uh, hope you have a good rest of the day. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. If this is your first time listening, I encourage you to subscribe to the show so you can hear all of the other fun episodes that we have coming up in the next few weeks.